Welcome to Alex and Annie, the real women of vacation rentals. With more than 35 years combined industry experience, Alex Husner and Annie Holcomb have teamed up to connect the dots between inspiration and opportunity, seeking to find the one story, idea, strategy, or decision that led to their guests' big aha moment. Join them as they highlight the real stories behind the people and brands that have built vacation rentals into the $100 billion industry it is today. And now it's time to get real and have some fun with your hosts, Alex and Annie. Welcome to Alex and Annie, the real women of vacation rentals. I'm Alex. And I'm Annie. And we're here today for the first first of the month bonus episode of 2023. It is January 1st and New Year's resolutions are kicking in and everybody's getting planning done for the new year. So we are excited just to have Annie and I on today. We're going to uh, share some predictions for next year and also do a little bit of a recap of what the, the amazing year of 2022 has been for both of us. Yeah. So, oh my gosh, what a year. Like the highlight reel is insane. <laughs> And truly, like, if you look back at some of this stuff, I think, like, did we really do that? Like, were we, <laughs> like, I, I mean, I know exactly what I know ex- exactly <laughs> which scenes you may be thinking of. <laughs> there was a whole lot of those. Did we really do those moments? But they're all like, so they're so memorable. And so um, just, I don't know, just so telling of like how our relationship and friendship and how this podcast and and how our worlds like just have meshed together so well. And so I'm so looking forward to what this new year is going to present for us both. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we've, we've talked about this before, but although the timing was just really unique that we both started new jobs at, at the exact same time. And while that was a little bit complicated in terms of our calendars and scheduling. Yeah, apologies to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> It is interesting, though, because I think we're also going to be kind of riding a similar roller coaster going into 2023, still getting our feet wet in our new positions and and just trying to figure out, you know, what what the best course of action is and and what our next, you know, within these two careers um, that, you know, you were with Lexicon for a long time. I was with Condo World for a long time. And now that we're in that next era of Alex and Annie, and, and yeah. we're so excited to bring the podcast along for that journey and just very thankful for all of our listeners and supporters and sponsors that have helped us be able to continue doing that <laughs> this year so far. Yeah, so. it's 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 been great, and the support has been unwavering. And the, I mean, the, the ideas that we have been able to come up with to work with partners and sponsors and and do things at, at conferences has been great. Um, but before we get started, I really wanted to learn. So you went back to school. You moved yes. to Mexico for a better part of <laughs> December. Um, so all of the luggage that you took was about as much as you took to college when you went the first time. So, right? <laughs> um, yeah. So like, why don't you like, give us a little recap about that? I'm really curious. I was excited that you got a diploma and you graduated and you yep. can move to the next level and we don't have to worry about you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I made it through the system and I didn't have to retake the university, but although it wouldn't have been the worst thing if I had to do it mm-hmm. again and I had to stay for another two more weeks in Mexico, it, I kind of thought about trying to fail it. <laughs> 
because it was really great down there. Uh, but no, it was it was excellent. So uh, I went to Costco University, which is in Puerto Penasco, Mexico, um, for it was a good solid two weeks. And then I was in Scottsdale at Costco's headquarters the following week. But basically, this university is set up in the original location of where Costco was founded. And it's about four hours south of Phoenix. So the whole journey, everything was just remarkable. And I'm, I feel like a different person coming back from it because I saw so many things. I learned so many things. I met so many people that, you know, a month ago, I didn't even know a lot of these things. Their people existed. So it's, yeah. it's amazing when you travel and you have that, that you can look back and, and think that way. And I'm very grateful for it, but Basically, the university is there to train franchisees as they come into the Costco family, and then also to provide training to the Costco employees within the Rocky Point Puerto Penasco market. They've got um, about 300 people that work for the company down there, so it's a it's a big operation. And the way that they approach training is is just so comprehensive and impressive. I've never quite seen a vacation rental company that does it the way that they do, but um, very much make sure that everybody, once you, once you're trained, you, you can, you still get ongoing training throughout the year. Um, and that really just makes sure that you keep everybody up to the standards that Costco was built on. And when I say that these people do their job from the heart, I, I mean that so fully. And I've never, again, I've never seen a group of people quite like this, this group in, in Mexico that they really, they lead from the heart. All their decisions are based on being the owner's advocate. Our job is to protect their asset and everything revolves around the homeowner and how we make decisions and protect them and their interests and, and, and their guests as well. But it's really, it's a unique approach and it's hard to even describe all of it, but I will say that everybody enjoys going to work there. They all come to work with a smile and things are a little bit slower paced on there. And I mean that in a good way that people are, they're more worried about relationships and doing the right thing where I feel like in the States, we're all so constantly just, you know, frazzled with ROI and ADR and occupancy. And those things are important to them, but I feel like they are operating from a different perspective that if you do the core things right and you take care of people, then the other things are going to happen. They've, they've really kind of made a, a magic mix down there. So it, it was, it was great. And definitely, like I said, an experience I'll never forget. Very excited now to see many other franchisees get to go through that process as they learn how to, how to grow their business and um, different types of franchisees, people that are new to the industry and people that are existing operators that they want to part of uh, Casa go to benefit from the economies of scale and have an international brand that's behind them and support and systems best in class um, to be able to to grow and not have to sell their businesses essentially. Yeah, I, I love that so much. And I think that that's one of the things that we started the year out talking about was the professionalization of the industry and how that was super important. And I think what's interesting for me is that we both landed in a place that is really focused on sort of that. Like, so from the the homes and villas, um, the Marriott Bonvoy uh, homes and villas, that's one of the things is they only work with professional managers. So they're not working with just anybody that had the unit that lists it. They want to work with people that are providing that service. And again, from the heart and they're really, really, um, honing in on how to help these managers 
um, make sure they're providing that service, but to scale. And that's what Costco is doing is making sure that they can do it, do it right and grow. And and I think that it's just so interesting to me that we're kind of on opposite sides of the, of the equation, but really still focused on that professional side of the business and making sure that it's elevating, not, not just the, the managers, but it elevates the market. It elevates those, those managers within the market and then just the industry as a whole. So um, it's yeah. super exciting, and this year is going to be like you said. We're going to, you know, get a running start for the year, but really great opportunities for both companies. Yeah, and it is really interesting again that how similar, d- different but similar, our our positions are yeah. within the companies that we're representing and what those core values are. But I think both companies also understand too that not every vacation rental business operates differently, and that's always been a hard thing for when we talk about professionalization, because you can't do the exact same business tactics in every market. What works in one market doesn't necessarily work in another market, but what does need to work is the core fundamentals of how you run the business, you know, what your, you know, guiding tenets are that make sure that you are stand-up operator. When it comes down to the details, you have to be flexible. And that's, that's one thing that I definitely have seen in Costco is that every location they do operate differently. And that's yeah. a good thing. You know, it's okay to, it's okay to have that local flair. It, it, actually, it's a good thing to have that local flair, but having the right systems and processes that support you to make those decisions is where the benefit really is. So that kind of leads that we had um, some really great guests this year that talked about a lot of the things that we we're just talking about yeah. and, and shared their, and shared their learnings. And, and, um, and I, I think we wanted to share like what our top five episodes were not from <laughs> what we thought our top five episodes were, but what were the episodes that were most listened to by our audience. And so some of them were sort of surprising to me, but super exciting to see because they were fun episodes to do. Um, I think our, our number five um, was Matt with Explory. And he, what a great guy. And I, I knew of him, but didn't know him. And I felt just having that conversation. He's one of the most well-rounded people I think I've come across within technology, but he just gets the whole ecosystem. And again, coming from a place of like making pizzas to, to come yeah, that's technology, right. that was a really great, great, um, great interview. Um, so your thoughts on yeah. him for a long time, right? Yeah, I, I have for a few years at least. Yeah. And that was actually, that was episode 44 and we'll include the links to these top five episodes in the show notes. If anybody wants to go back and listen, but yeah, I totally agree. I mean, Matt is a, he's a very smart businessman and has worked in a lot of different industries, pizza being one of them, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but to hear his, his, take on where technology was going in the vacation rental space. And, you know, we talked so much in the last couple of years about the convergence and the consolidation of property management companies. But now it, that that has really been one of the emerging trends of this year, for sure, is that the tech consolidations, that's going to be probably the yeah. biggest he- headline news going forward. And really, I mean, there's there's so much tech that was built during COVID that I think everybody was without talking to each other. There's a lot of systems and um, apps that were built that kind of do the same thing. <laughs> and yeah. I think that's where we're going to start to see that, that it's not necessary to have, you know, multiple versions of, of a different software. We'll see that his predictions were, were spot on and really just love talking to him. Such a good yeah. guy. <laughs> mm-hmm. And number four was our good friend Vanessa Humes with episode oh, 51. Love <laughs> this was her. a great one. Oh too. my gosh. Yeah. This was the top five ways to drive direct bookings before the OTAs put you out of business. There's a little clickbaity headline there. <laughs> I have the drama, it worked, uh, but it, worked. it was, that was a, it was a great episode. I've known Vanessa for 
as long as I've lived in Myrtle Beach. She, she and I used to work together about 14 years ago. She's been you know, within this industry and in, within marketing for a very long time and brought a lot of the business tactics that I've, I've used in, in my experience that have been successful um, coming from a very strong book direct business. She's really had a lot of great advice to bring. So that's a great one for anybody to listen to as you're going into the new year. And then number three was one that was, again, a, a lot of fun, but it's just so funny how this relationship is sort of um, grown, you know, meeting, meeting this person at a conference. And then ultimately they're probably one of our closest friends. Um, we we talked <laughs> yeah. to, we talked to this guy every day, almost um, <laughs> yeah. Ben Coleman from wheelhouse and, and, um, Revin research and talk about energy and passion for the industry. I mean, he just oozes it all over the place, but he's a fun guy. He has like, I don't know when he sleeps, honestly, I really, really don't. Cause he's always going 90 to nothing, but the bebopping with Ben series that we started with him, I just had no idea that it was going to resonate so well with people. And I still think he got some of his fraternity buddies to download it, like at a party. Like, um, <laughs> it could be, it could be. But, <laughs> yeah, no, that was a great episode. That was episode 49, Be Bopping with Ben Coleman. And we talked about revenue management versus revenue performance. And uh, you know, every year I feel like revenue management within vacation rentals, we get a little bit more and more sophisticated. And this year that's just kind of we're continuing down that path. But Ben really talked about how marketing and revenue management departments can work together and how that really is the sweet spot of, you know, really growing and optimizing uh, your portfolio to grow more owners and to make your business just more profitable. So that was a great one. We're going to have be having Ben on more in the new year for his Be Bopping with Ben series, where he's going to talk about specifically about uh, different parts of revenue management and um, just some tips and tricks. And uh, sorry, number number two, number two. This is a great one too. Uh, episode forty three with Andrew Kitchell, revenue managing from the driver's seat. And Andrew is the CEO and founder of Wheelhouse. And this was actually we recorded it right before Darm conference. And right before we got to hear a little bit about what Wheelhouse was going to be unveiling at that show for, for different changes in their technology, that basically it really is putting the the ability to, ch- to make changes back in the hands of the property manager and away from all dynamic, just um, machine learning. And I think it's finding that sweet spot of you want to be able to call the shots. You want to be able to make this as customized as possible, but then let you know let the data drive your decisions, but don't let it make your decisions for you. And I think they've done just an incredible job with that platform. And so many people have had incredible success using it. And actually, Wheelhouse, of course, that's our um, current premier brand sponsor. We've gotten to speak to so many of their clients and hear how much of a game changer it's been. Yeah. And Lance and Elaine Stitcher, Robin Cragen, John Hildebrand, um, Emily Tilo. We've talked to so many really smart operators that are very strong in the revenue game that have used that and just are killing it. Yeah, no, and, and I think that the thing that I love is just Andrew's just a good human, and he he the oh, culture sure. that he's, the yeah. culture that he's built at his company. They're also, again, smart people, very passionate, fun. They work hard, they play hard, but whatever they do, they do it in the best interest of, of, of the industry. And the, the, what I love is, again, the, the people that 
we talked to, it ran the gamut from, you know, John just has a few units to all the way up to, you know, Robin at Moving Mountains and then, you know, Lance and Elaine at Seaside that, you know, these are enterprise operators. And so like they yeah, can do yeah. all of it. And I think that that's, that's something that some of the technology providers miss the boat on. Some of them really focused on only enterprise or they focused yeah, only on a little guy, but they did a really good job of kind of making sure that they could manage the spectrum. Um, and I think yeah. that, that that gives them a lot of staying power going into the new year. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And episode number one, Annie, I'll let you do this one. I know he's going to be so so happy. (laughs) I just, you know how I felt about this one. Um, And so it's turned out to be a lot of fun. It's turned out to be something that was a, a really big game changer for you and I for the year in terms of opportunities that presented after uh, yeah. with Steve Milo from Beach yeah. <laughs> yeah. um, I think that Steve is one of those people that people sometimes go, oh my gosh, why did he say that? Or what did he say? Or what is he going to say? But at the end of the day, he's very thoughtful about what he's saying. He's got a lot of, uh, you know, basis uh, knowledge that he's willing to share. And he's pretty spot on about some of the things. Um, so whether you like him or you hate him, or you're indifferent about him, and he's always in education. Um, so yeah, he was our, he, I think his episode was on fire for like the first four days. I mean, people yeah. just couldn't get enough of it. And I have to believe that probably some people listen to it a couple of times just to go back and really hear what he said. But he drove home the point that you made earlier about uh, the importance of being local. And that that wasn't initially how he had started um, when he was acquiring these businesses. Uh, but he realized that there was all of these you know great companies within these markets and there wasn't any need to, to rebrand them as something else. They had a great brand in the market and people knew who they were. And they had their style of operation, but what he could bring them was the ability to scale their business and have, um, you know, the, the, the discount power when they could buy in bulk and those type of things that maybe they weren't able to do uh, in their local market. So yeah, Steve Milo, number one. So yeah. we'll have to have him back again this year, I guess. Yeah. And I would say you and Steve win the award for the most unlikeliest of friends <laughs> this year. But I'm, I'm so glad that we had him on the show. And I'm, and I'm glad that we've just gotten to learn from him this year. And, and yeah. you know, talking about opportunities, we got to do the Home Runners premiere and host the red carpet. And that was something that Steve had invited us to do. And we just very much appreciative of that and what he does for the industry and um, on the advocacy side of here within the industry that makes a huge impact in the communities in which they're, they're working. So huge kudos to Steve. And we're glad that you made number one. (laughs) What a fun episode. I think on that, like I wanted to kind of touch on what we, you know, the things for next year or next year for this year that are going to be important. And I think Steve really drove home the point last year was, advocacy like everybody has to get involved in advocacy and so while it was a topic that had kind of been you know rearing its ugly head around I think he really was somebody who took it and gave it a microphone and gave it a voice and and went out there and I think I saw a post um, right before the holidays that he made about um, the group that he helped start in Texas Uh, they raised a hundred thousand dollars and then VRMA in the last year's raised like three quarters of a million Um, you know so it's it's just people understand the value of it. And I think it takes an operator like Steve, who is driven and passionate and he's not afraid to say the hard things. I mean, that's mm-hmm. really what it boils down to. So I think going into this year, there's money that is now set aside to be able to help educate. And I think with partnerships like Rent Responsibly with Dave Prowse and his team, um, you know, we're going to be able to have tough conversations, but have them in a, in a thoughtful way instead of a battle. Um, so it's that I think going into 
the rest of this year. Um, advocacy is going to be a, a big, a big topic again. And so definitely, Steve, we're asking you to come back and talk about advocacy. Yeah. And I think just, I mean, within the PR side of things, this is going to be the year where communication is key that we can really focus on getting our message out there. And I know we've all recognized that is a problem over the last couple of years. And I think we're making a lot of headway thanks to you know groups like Rent Responsibly and, and, and Verma, but we've really got to push that message out more. And what that comes down to is identifying what the brand is of professionally managed vacation rentals and what the brand is of you know, the, our managing association, VRMA. And I'm very excited to be, you know, I'm on the board of directors now, and I go to Orlando actually next week for our um, preview of the resort where the international event will take place. And for our first uh, board of directors meeting of the year. So excited to get more involved on that side and just see what what's possible. But I think everybody, everybody agrees that we're, we're now at a point where we, we need to, we need to be able to start taking that impact and making that communication um, easily, more easily understood and more widely accepted and understood across all the states and, and countries. Yeah. And we're, we're, we actually, one of the opportunities that got presented to us last year and it got moved to this year is um, on the 12th, I believe we're doing um, a panel for Desticon. It's going to be a webinar, like a, a live conference, a two day live conference put on by Jennifer Barbie and the Destination Innovate crew. And, um, we're doing a session that is, uh, you know, about about not being Airbnb, but not that it's a negative against Airbnb, but that it's a conversation that we need to have, that we need a brand, we need a voice, we need to have some something that um, is represented to the broader community um, within travel because, you know, hotels, they have their voice and they they can lobby for things and they get things done. And we saw that firsthand in COVID that th- there was just very spotty organization um, within vacation rentals and short-term rentals and, and trying to bring those two together. So we have um, Lauren Madewell from Antebellum's Cabins will be joining us. And then again, Dave Krause from Rent Responsibly. Um, and then um, we'll have some another person that will join us to talk about kind of technology. Uh, didn't really announce that yet because it could change. Um, but I think that that's important conversation because the, the entire conference is about how um, to utilize destinations and how destinations mm-hmm. can work, not only with the hotels, but with vacation rentals. And, and Jennifer saw a need to uh, give our industry a bigger voice in what mm-hmm. she was doing because her market started to see the need to reach out and, um, and have conversations and, and collaborate. And so being a part of something that is, has been in, in past very focused on hotels and being able to have vacation rentals in it, it's going to give you an opportunity, I think from your VRMA board seat to really say like, okay, what is, what is our brand? What is our voice? What is it that people right. think of us instead of saying, oh, I stayed at an Airbnb. Airbnb, right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, I just had this conversation with somebody the other day. I think it comes down to a lot of it is, is the experience that you create with your guests. And I think yeah. if you're if you're creating a really, really strong guest experience, I don't think that your guests are calling you an Airbnb to nearly True. to the extent that they are calling just a run of the mill vacation rental that's no different from the others. And I can say that from my experience at Condo World, for sure. I mean, we were 95% book direct business, but even I, I never heard our guests even refer to staying with us as 
I, I booked an Airbnb. They just didn't, they never said that. And yeah. I, they said, I, I'm staying with condo world, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I think that's, that's a really good, that's, a, that's where you want to be in that relationship that you, these people are staying with you. I mean, stay local like that. That's kind of the main theme that I think we're heading into in 2023. And actually, you know, we were, you and I ahead of recording, we were just talking about our episode this time last year where we were marking our predictions. And one of those predictions we made was just how important it was going to be to really impress the fact that you are the local expert within your destination. Mm -hmm. And that's still true. I I wouldn't change that. I think that is, is continuous, continuously becoming more and more important for local operators. Um, It's more challenging for local operators to be able to continue to compete um, in, you know, challenging times. And I mean, we're all becoming technologists, which is kind of crazy because a lot of property managers never went into this business to be in the technology space, but there's a lot of decisions that have to be made that are critical to the business um, and are are hard to make sometimes, but um, it's, it's to be the local expert, as long as you are able to work with people that can help you make these decisions, I think is where everybody should try and focus on. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I don't know. It's one of those things that we could talk forever about, like we like we generally say. But there's just, there's a lot of work to be done. But I think the nice thing about it is now is that the industry overall, like everybody recognizes it and mm-hmm. and is ready to work together. Um, so I think we're in a better position than we probably were 18 months ago, and certainly we were before COVID. COVID was a was a horrible thing. We talk about that all the time, but it was a really great thing for our segment of business because it did band everybody together um, and to be more unified and trying to get things done. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, one last thing before we go and before we end our first, first of the month bonus bonus episode of 2023, last year, we chose our words of the year. Um, and I'm just curious what you chose, what, what, what was your year for 2022? What was your word for 2022? And what is your word for 2023? So my word last year was authenticity and it was just about being my true self and stop trying to run away from that and be something that I thought I needed to be when I was in a room or in a situation or at a, at a job, like just to be my true self. And Mm -hmm. again, I, I think that's really hard when you look in the mirror sometimes and you don't, you don't necessarily, it's not that you don't like the person that you're looking at. It's that you're just looking at him and just not feeling good, comfortable in your own skin and, and, and really um, judging yourself very harshly for that. So I really wanted to focus on, and it was a lot thanks to, to yourself for sure, for pulling <laughs> me into this. Um, and then Amber Hurdle. I mean, Amber was really great to be able to kind of like peel the layers off of me and say like, but what is the core of you? And so I really focused on trying to always be that way and then be, be more mindful of like, when I said something that if I, if I really felt it and I meant like, it was, it was just going to be authentic and it was delivered in an authentic way. And so that really, um, that really resonated with people, but it it resonated with me and it it helped me be a lot stronger with my voice and more comfortable um, doing the things that we've been doing. But in that, um, and I found a quote that was um, something, and I can't remember exactly what it was. I posted earlier, but um, about, you know, your, your, you're not necessarily something to the guys of like, you're not necessarily um, through with your life. You, you can always be the person that you wanted to be. Like you thought you could be like, it's you're still building yourself for the future. And so I wanted to um, use that as a catalyst for my word. And my word was inspire. So I wanted to continue to inspire me 
to do the things that I'm doing to work with you to, to every time that you say we should do something to not go, <laughs> well, I don't know. I just say yes. So just say yes. But also to inspire other people, because I think that yeah. one of the things that we both learned was that there's a lot of other women in mm-hmm. this, in our industry that have felt in the shadows and have not wanted to come out. And so a lot have reached out to us on separate, you know, separate conversations or together, or we've seen them at shows and they're very appreciative of like what we're doing together, just overall education, but just as two women in the industry who are elevating voices of other women. And I think just to continue to do that and inspire other people to try new things and do new things and stay outside their comfort zone and be able to look in the mirror and be proud of the person that they're, that's looking back at them. Yeah. I love that. And so well said, (laughs) and I think, you know, often I love the word authenticity and I do think that we've really both leaned into that this year. And, you know, you and I get asked often about personal branding and how we've built our personal brands. And I think both of us, if we look back on it, we weren't purposely trying to do anything really along the Mm -hmm. way to do that. But what we ended up realizing was that when you are true to your authentic self, that that is what builds your personal brand because a personal brand is not about saying we have our Alex Nanny logo and these are the fonts we use. And these are, this is the (laughs) way we dress and stuff like that. I mean, that's, that's really not what it is. A personal brand is becoming more about who you already are. And I think we really leaned into understanding that this year and it, it obviously has paid off. I mean, we've, we've both grown and learned and met so many new people and have new opportunities that have come from just having that courage to say yes to things. Like you said, I mean, say yes to stages, try and I I remember years ago, actually a friend of mine just pointed this out that she said, you know, I I came down to visit you at Myrtle beach on new year's. I think it was probably like six years ago. And she said, one of your new or one of your goals for the new year was you wanted to get a speaking engagement. A, just, just one, because right. I never, I, I never had any. And now <laughs> she's like, you're all over the place. And it's, it's crazy to think back, but you have to, you have to get that one. And then once you get, you build that muscle of confidence, then you're able to do more things. You're able to get onto bigger stages and it just, it grows and compounds. And um, this year has just been a, a whole, whole mix of those opportunities for both of us. But my word of the year actually for 2022 was esprit de corps, which is a, it's a, a military term, but it basically, it, it means when a group of people are working together for the betterment of the organization and the team, and there's complete alignment on your core values and, and what the mission is. And it's really interesting as, um, you know, Casago alluded to uh, their standards and we have the orange credo book, which Steve wrote, and it's based on his days as an army ranger. And in the ranger creed, it talks about esprit de corps. <laughs> I remember <laughs> as I was flying out to yeah, Arizona to meet with him and see that, I was like, wow, was, you know, it's kind of an unusual word, but um, I love that this company embodies that. And um, that was an important word for me this year for my role as uh, chair of the board of directors for the Myrtle Beach Chamber and CVB, 
because, you know, being in that position, it, you you need to make sure that everybody is on the same page and that everybody is working in the same direction. If you have boards that you have infighting and, and uh, people just not wanting to work together, you can really hurt an organization. And I've seen mm-hmm. that in other instances. And I do believe that we have an extreme level of esprit de corps within our, within our chamber group and just proud to have been a part of that this year. But for yeah. next year, yeah. for yeah. Ne- my yeah. new, my new word, my new word is going to be patience and mm. patience. Um, because, you know, I think this is a season of, of growth for me, for sure. And going into a new, a new company, I know that there are going to be things that it's going to take me some time to, to figure out how things are, why they are the way they are, um, how they were built, um, how things could be better. And just knowing that I don't need to rush things. And that, that was kind of the advice that I was given when I was down at Costco University that, you know, every, a lot of the key employees there said, you know, just you be be patient with things and know that things are going to work out in the way that they're supposed to work out for the right time that they're supposed to work out. And it's a great way to, it's a great perspective to be able to, to think of things that way. So I'm choosing that as my word of the year so that I don't get ahead of myself. And when I do get ahead of myself, hopefully that will remind me that I do need to be patient and everything is going to work out and is going to be the way that it needs to be. And and it's all part of the process. I mean, trying to, when you're building something, it's, that is part of the process. You know, we want to get to where we want to be in five years tomorrow, but that process is a very important part of, of the journey. So embracing patience. (laughs) I love that. And I think that it's funny because I actually wrote that one down as like another word that I wanted to consider, because again, I think we're both moving into new, as, as Amber always says, we're moving into a new season yeah. and it's like, you're taking those learnings. And the reason you got brought into this new season was because you have all these learnings that the, the new season needs to know and right. they need to yeah. learn from you. And it's yeah. like, you just want to just tell them all of it. Tell right everything. Now. Yeah, you know, everything, exactly. Right? Yeah. Um, so, you, so I, I wrestled with that word too, but I think it ultimately landed on inspiration because I'm leading a team and a fairly sizable team around the country. And yeah. so I think that, you know, we're both in a, in a, in a position of, we're both going to be inspiring. We're both going to be having to, you know, really draw from our patients. So I think we've, yeah. we've chosen words that together they, they, we're, we're both going to need to utilize both of those. So I will, yeah. um, I will ask you to push patience on me and I will push inspiration on you. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so we can both do yeah. Great things. yeah, no, I think that's, that's a pretty good combination right there. So, and we did not coordinate on picking no, those words too, I, but I love that. Yeah, I love, I love that mix. Well, thank you to everybody who has listened to the show in 2022. We are so excited to continue on in 2023. We have all sorts of fun new ideas and guests coming on the show and hopefully some really great um, in-person opportunities. We've got some conferences that we're looking at that will have uh, opportunities to speak and um, moderate and just be on the scene reporting. And, you know, we love talk, we love talking shop. I mean, if, if nothing else, we love doing the podcast because we love talking about the vacation rental industry and hospitality. So to get to do this on a regular basis and, and be supported by our peers is it means the world to us. So thank you. Yep. It does. And if there's a hurricane Annie next year, you know, we'll be right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Hopefully. I mean, if it's at the executive summit again, then we'll know. We're just meant to go to that one forever. Yes. Yes. 
Yeah. Well, thank you, everybody. If you want to uh, contact Annie and I, you can go to alexandanniepodcast.com. Also, check our show notes. We'll include the top five episodes by d- downloads that we mentioned today. And we will see you on the next first of the month bonus episode. Cheers to a Bye. successful January, everybody. Yeah.